Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Of the things that we do want to announce, of course, July 19th would have been Knox's anniversary with Reverend Linda Bell. However, um, if you would like to send a donation, you can uh, to Knox Presbyterian Church or R.W. Spratt at simpatico.ca or send it to the address for Knox Presbyterian Church. Uh, 531 Verduns Bay Road, McDonald's Corners, Ontario. And you know the postal code if you live in the area. Um, Also, it would have been uh, the Highland Line Cemetery service today, uh, then, but um, those donations can be sent to Lanark Highland uh, Township. Um, other than that, uh, we do have some birthdays coming up, but they're not coming up till, uh, let me see, we're on the 5th, it'll be next, uh, next weekend, so I'll take care of those, uh, next weekend, unless there's somebody else that has a birthday that I'm not aware of, so, um, um, I think that's uh, all the announcements I have. Um, There are um, a number of prayer requests. Okay. Number of prayer requests, but uh, I like uh, the uh, cover of the bulletin, uh, which says commitment. Thank you, Elaine. Uh, Don't ever give up. Don't ever give in. Don't ever stop trying. Don't ever sell out. And if you find yourself succumbing to one of the above for a brief moment, pick yourself up, brush yourself off, whisper a prayer and start where you left off, but never, ever, ever give up. Well, that fits in well with my message this morning. Uh, I'm preaching on the uh, whole issue of uh, standing on the shoulders of giants. And uh, we'll be talking about that uh, a little later on. Uh, Just to let you know that we're going to be continuing Zoom services until uh, the time comes where um, um, we'll certainly give you lots of notification as to when we're going to start services, but it'll be sometime in the month of September. Um, So this is your your, uh, place to come um, each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and so we invite you to come. Uh, as you're able. Um, Our call to worship is from uh, Psalm uh, 25, and uh, I'm going to be your leader, and if you would respond as the people, that would be great. And here's, here's how it goes. My head is held high. I'm looking to you, God. I've thrown my lot in with you. You won't embarrass me. Show me how you work, God. School me in your ways. Take me by the hand and lead me down the path of truth. God, I love living with you. Your place of worship glows with your glory. I've been above board with you. Now be above board with me. I am on level level with with you. you. I bless you every every chance I get. Our gathering song is number 687, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. And Joel, you'll be leading us. My uh, usual assistant is wearing a swimming suit and ready to jump in the pool once we wrap this up. So I will uh, stumble through switching slides for myself.
blessed assurance Jesus is mine Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine Heir of salvation Purchase of God Born of His Spirit Washed in His blood This is my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long Thank you, Joel, for reminding me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, uh, we're going to go to the prayer of adoration and and, uh, and also the Lord's Prayer, and you can join me in the Lord's Prayer as we pray together. Let us pray. Gracious God, this morning our praise from grateful hearts goes up to you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the way in which you've looked after us all these years for some of us that hasn't been all that many years for others of us it's been many years and we thank you for those that among us that can speak of the wonderful grace of god the presence of god the healing of god through jesus christ our lord we ask that you would be with us 
in everything we do. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and know that when we confess our sins to you, ask for your forgiveness, you are so willing to do that. And so, Lord, we come to you today and ask you to cleanse us from anything we've done wrong. Lord, we ask now that you'd be with us in every part of the service. May your presence live in us daily, hourly, through Christ our Lord who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. Blessed be his holy name. Our children's song is Your Love, O Lord, and I'm going to mute so that... Uh, um,
Thank you, Joel, uh, for your leadership. Um, I want to uh, just uh, tell you a story that you all know, um, because that story is probably one of the best known stories in the Bible. Matter of fact, we think of uh, Jesus Christ, who's the central character and hero of the entire Bible, but this second person is the most popular person in the Bible and has the story, a story that everyone knows. It's, it's a fact. It's known across languages and, uh, and uh, it's, uh, and if I was, and if you were to say uh, David, you'd be right. David, of course, is, um, is one of the most visible and, and uh, visual, if you will, uh, kind of, of people in the Bible. He, he is the kind of person that we all, well, hope that we'll be like someday. But uh, there's somebody that, another name that's associated, you know, if you're doing name associations with, uh, with somebody, if I say David, who do you say? Goliath, right. I see all the people's uh, 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 lips. Goliath. As a matter of fact, as I said, more people in more languages and more cultures in the world know the story of David Goliath than any other. Um, so the story is a very simple one. It's a story of a young shepherd, and he takes care of, of course, sheep, his father's sheep, actually. And um, David's dad, one day, Jesse, says to his boy, I want you to go to the battleground where your brothers are fighting, and I want you to bring some cheese, and he has a huge amount of cheese that he's giving. I want you to bring some cheese to the, to the captain, and I want you to bring a gift of, of food to the, um, to the commander, and off Dave goes. He's gone. And uh, he arrives as there's a standoff. Got to understand that in war, you always tried to start from a high point, a vantage point, a hill. And of course, the Philistines, the arch enemies of the Israeli people, were on one side, and on the other side of this valley, there was a hill where the Israelites were. And what would end up happening is that when the battle was ensued, they'd meet down in the valley and they'd fight until somebody took control of the, of the war. Well, in this particular case, uh, all of a sudden David goes and he arrives as this huge man would come out every morning and he'd come out every night. He was nine feet, if, if uh, the numbers are right, nine feet, six inches tall. Now, I've seen somebody seven feet, six inches tall, basketball player, but I've never seen anybody almost 10 feet tall. But Goliath, they say, was. And not only that, he was an ominous figure. He had a billowing voice because it reverberated down in the valley all the way across to where the, the Israeli armies were. And, um, and when, when, he arrived, when David arrives, he, he sees all this commotion, confusion. He sees, finally gets a hold of his brother and says, what's going on? And, she, he's, and the brothers say, well, the king wants somebody to go and down in the valley and fight this giant. Do you see the size of him? Well, that's wonderful, but, but um, nobody was ready to fight him. Uh, this terrible battle standoff between these awful Philistines and the armies of Israel was going on. And every morning and every night, this, this uh, man, this giant would come out and he'd say, now, come and fight me. We'll meet in the valley and um, we will fight to the bitter end. Winner wins it all. In other words, if I win, then, um, then you, People are my servants, our servants. If you win, the leader that, win, that takes me on, if you win, then I 
and my people will um, will be servants to you. And he'd taunt, come on, get a guy here so I can get this over with. He shouted that challenge every day for 40 days. Folks, the Israeli army was absolutely in terror. Talking about being afraid is, is, is uh, hard to imagine uh, sitting here in the comfort of our living room with the air conditioning going and, and, the, uh, and the weather outside is absolutely beautiful. As a matter of fact, it's picture perfect. But the fact remains that this man was a threat. He was a threat to the very existence of the entire nation of Israel. This man named Goliath. I love what David does. He says, we're God's people. He's defying us. This, this reprobate is telling us that he'll beat us. And so anyways, he's talking like this. And so finally, somebody takes him and presents him to King Saul. And King Saul is shaking in his boots. And he sees this 19-year-old boy, which, who is probably four feet shorter than Goliath. Maybe five, six. Maybe shorter, who knows? He sees this young man, and, and he says, you know, let no one be afraid. David actually says in our vernacular, no one be afraid. This battle is the Lord's. He will win this battle. And so the king says, well, let, let, me, let me at least help you out. Let me put on my armor. Well, that would have been funny looking because uh, David was about five foot six. The king, they say, King Saul, was probably, well, almost a foot taller than anybody else in his, in his army. But he was afraid, and justifiably so. This was no simple task. This man that kept calling on the people of Israel to come down and fight him uh, was a fighter in every way. He had uh, one of the uh, um, people who were, shall we say, um, a commentator, said that he was wearing a, probably a 50-pound uh, T-shirt <laughs> and uh, had, had uh, shin pads like you put in hockey, only they were made of iron. And um, he, uh, he had a helmet on his head, probably weighed much more than a football helmet would. And uh, he had a sword that would have weighed heavy. He had a, a shield, he had it all. And yet, he was, David wasn't afraid of him. The fact is that all of us, um, come into situations where we're afraid. And I want to take a moment to just say that um, I'm sure every fighting man under King Saul were saying to them, hold on, I fought to fight side by side with other people. I never signed up, never signed up <laughs> to fight them by myself. And uh, so nobody, was uh, was going to do this. But you know what? There was a quite a reward. I mean, you became the son-in-law. You would become the son-in-law of the king. Uh, you'd have a big bank account. And your family would live tax-free. Now, in this day and age, that would really mean something. <clears throat> Every fighter, though, had a headache that day. Here's what I want all of us. Every boy, every girl, every mom, every dad. It doesn't matter how small you are or how big you are, there are gonna be times in your life and in mine when we face a real problem, a real threat. Maybe it's our health, maybe it's our, our um, intelligence, who knows? But the fact remains that we're gonna be times that, and that where a problem or a threat or a challenge is gonna be bigger than we are. And we are just a, a stone's throw, pardon the pun, from a win. 
because you know that's exactly what David did. He went to the took off the armor that King Saul was giving him, and he went down to the water, and he began to pick out five smooth stones. I don't know why he picked five, but he picked them, and he had a satchel on his side. That's all the only army he had, armor he had, except he had a slingshot. I don't imagine it was anything like a slingshot that we have today, but we don't know. We just know one thing, that when the challenge was sent out, David shows up, and, and this Philistine makes David mad. He starts to tell him exactly what he's like. Here's what happens. David says this battle is the Lord's. And so he puts his, his stone in his sling and he, he turns it around and all of a sudden it slings off, it hits, it flies off into the forehead. The only spot probably in his face, except for his main part of his face, that was uh, vulnerable. And he kills that giant. Because we've got to remember in David's story, as with ours, he is saying to you and me, the God that I serve is the one that fights the battle, not us. I give you that challenge, and I'm going to expand upon that in my, in my message. Um, Alicia White is going to um, play You Raise Me Up, and you probably have heard Josh Groban on several occasions uh, sing it. He sings it well. But um, Alicia does a great job because she's done it before for us. And so she's going to do it again today. Thank you, Alicia. That was beautiful. You lift me up. You raise me up. And uh, that's what standing in the shoulder, shoulders of giants is all about. 
You know, one of the things that I always think of when I think of David's uh, story is that if God is for us, who can be against us? I love that passage because I use it all the time in my own devotions, in my own prayer life. Lord, I can't do it myself. I can't do it myself. I just cannot carry this out by myself. I want to start off with a story of a rich man who uh, had a daughter. This daughter um, didn't show well when you first saw her. She was sweet and lovely, but not good looking at all. Well, he wanted to get her married off. He invites about a hundred young men that he knew, good looking young men, to come to his mansion. And he fills his pool with a few alligators. And, uh, and when the young men arrived, he promised that whoever the young man was that swam from one side of the pool to the other, they would receive a mansion, an oil well that would generate money for a very long time, and uh, that they would have his, uh, his daughter in marriage. Well, every man was really pumped until they saw the daughter. I won't say anything more than that, but nobody moved for five minutes. And then 10 minutes went by and 15 minutes went by. Why you could cut the tension in that place with a knife. <laughs> so suddenly a splash occurred and with the speed of light, a young man swam from one end of the pool to the other. And as he was pulled out by the rich dad, the rich dad said to him, that was tremendous. So you want to marry my daughter now? No, he said, very hesitantly. Uh, you want my mansion? No, said the young man hesitantly. Well, then what do you want? I just want to know the name of the guy who pushed me in. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've all heard stories like that but you, the one that I, the I, reality is that no one could push anybody into the battle i haven't read the scriptures because you know the story uh no one was going to push any anybody any soldier into this battle because the king and every soldier on the israeli side were depending on one thing someone else to step up to the plate think about that even the king himself they were dependent on on they're depending on themselves david on the other hand was depending on god and that's what we need to do and if if you read first samuel chapter 17 i want you to do it for next week because we're going to carry this message forward for two weeks today and next sunday uh, they were depending on themselves. David was depending on God. I want to leave you with two thoughts today and two thoughts next week. The first one is we need to recognize, like David, to have the courage to step up to the fight. When no one else wants to do it, then you step up. You and I are called to have the courage to see the seize the opportunity. Verse 30, um, 32 talks about David when he goes to see the king. And he says to, to King Saul, don't let anyone fear this low life. That's the way the, uh, one of the translation puts it. I will fight the Philistine and with God's help, we will win. The hot topic for everyone else, including the king, was Goliath. David's total focus was on the only one who would vindicate him, and that was his creator, his God. It took a shepherd boy to remind the king of just how big God is, how powerful he is. And the great thing that God has already, the great things that God has already done in scripture there's all kinds of stories of men like Moses, Joshua, and uh, Joseph in the Old Testament 
how God raised a young man who was special to his dad and he became the prime minister of the country. Courage to step up. Even if you and I have spent our lives failing, remember this. We need to stand on the shoulders of giants that have lived before us through which God has worked in the past. You know what? Well, your mind has a hard drive. Remember, remember the events that God chose to do through those people who've gone before us. That's there. It's all up there, especially if you've studied it at all. But I want you to know that when you stand on the shoulders of those that have gone before us, we are going to see something great happen. God will deliver me, David said, from the hand of the Philistine. David trusted God because he had watched God on two different occasions do some wonderful things. I think it's amazing that David starts to talk about what God has done for him in the past. Couldn't Saul have thought of those two? He says, do you know that on two different occasions, a lion and a bear came to take one of my sheep and I vowed that I was not going to let them do that. And so I grabbed the lion by the beard and I slew him. And I also did the same with the bear. And I slew him because he was going to harm one of my sheep. Do you know that's the way God works with us? When we least expect it, God is able to take us, especially when we think of the fact that he used a, a little she a young shepherd boy. Do you know that that lion and that bear could have killed him, killed David with a stroke of a paw? But King Saul decided to put his trust in David. And you may say, well, he couldn't do anything else. Yeah, he could have. I suppose he could have laid his own life on the line, but that would have destroyed his entire nation. But he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, doubt that maybe, just maybe, David could do it. Well, David goes up and says, with our own strength, this is an impossible task, but with our trust in our God, all things are possible to them that believe. I think it's important for us, when you're reading through chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, read through, at the top you put, the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord. It's not yours, the battle is the Lord's. David had a totally different perspective than anyone else. We could not save ourselves. So we worry. We fret. We are anxious. A lot of sleepless nights for nothing. If we would only take care of our faith by trusting in the one who knows best. Trusting in God. And King Saul, really on this one, stands out as a giant. He said, go, take care of this, this Philistine, and may the Lord be with you. Folks, without the Lord, we are nothing. I am nothing. And David's closing words before he takes down a giant who is four feet taller than he is, <clears throat> says to the giant and everybody who's listening, today... I come to you so that this whole gathering of people may know the Lord, the God of Israel, who is not interested or worried about a sword or a spear, because this and that battle, David was saying, is not about me. This battle today belongs to my God, and he will deliver you into our hands. Notice David doesn't say it in my hands. He's doing the collective uh, stand. God and all the people of Israel, they're all in this together. We're all in this together. And, and God 
God will take care of me in this battle. And he did. For the fact is that when Goliath came down, the whole world thought he had it going against him. In the second, in the second message, I'm going to be talking about somebody who, who uh, found God through David. But today I want us to leave you this. The battle today belongs to my God and he will deliver you into our hands. He doesn't say mine. He said ours. And so it is with you and me. Recognize this, that God, our creator, is able to do exceedingly above what we could possibly ask or think. And so folks, let's pray for God's help Whatever your circumstances are, let us pray. Gracious God, this is the battles that we are facing, the challenges we are facing, the pain we are facing is way bigger than us. But you are a God who cares for us. As a matter of fact, you care for us more than we think you could ever care for us. You care for us. You cared so much for us that you sent Jesus Christ, your son, into the world to take care of our sin to be our healer. You were wounded for our transgressions, Jesus. You were bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of our collective peace is upon you. And by your stripes, I am healed. Lord, I speak to every one of our people who are going through challenges. And I pray today that as we close the service, that your Holy Spirit will go with us in strength and in peace, knowing full well that God is, in, is our commander. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In our closer, uh, um, Joel is going to sing and lead us in the chorus, 10,000 Reasons. Bless the Lord. Worship your holy name. 
day when my strength is failing. The end draws near and my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand reasons and Thank you, Joel. As we uh, close, I'm going to go to prayer. And there's a number of prayer requests that we're going to bring. If you have any others, uh, you're welcome to share them with us. Um, you can either email me at philiprobillard at gmail.com. And that's double L's in both names. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will pronounce the benediction. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you and there's a whole lot of needs. We think, Lord, of those that have come before us. And Lord, we want you to answer our prayers because you are a caring God. This battle is not ours. It is yours. The battles that we are facing are not ours. They are yours. We want to pray for, first of all, for those who are sick. We think of Peter Garrett and Harvey Jackson, Lord, he's received some challenging news today, but God, the battle is yours. We ask you, Lord, to touch his body and raise him up. You did that with Linda, and we give you thanks for that, Linda Russell. Lord, we want to thank you for the way in which you interceded in her body. We thank you for the way in which Sylvia was able to have her surgery. We pray for Joe uh, Lyons and Rob Patterson, Matthew Rue. Lord, we pray that you continue to give him healing in his body. We think of Bob Scott, who's gone through treatments, and we ask, Lord, to touch him. Earl Sargent, who's just been through treatments, we ask you to raise him up and touch his body. We pray for Stan this morning and their partners, Lord. I pray each of them would would receive strength and, and extended energy in their lives. Lord, we also want to pray, pray for Melody's family. We've been praying for her from Windsor, and we ask, Lord, that you'd be with her. This week we received news, or this past week we received news that a co-worker of Catherine's named Tuberly, uh, her husband died of uh, COVID-19 in India that day, some 60,000 people died in India. It's hard to believe, but Lord, we pray that you bring healing to the nations as your word promises you will do. Lord, this is a giant that we face. This COVID-19 is, is so evasive. But Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would touch the bodies of all our people, put a hedge of protection around them, that they may be whole. Lord, we also want to pray for rain. We know that in our area, Lord, where there's so many farms, we ask, Lord, that you would rain down from heaven abundance of rain. We give you thanks for answered prayer, Lord. But some of us have special requests that we'd like to place before you. And in your mercy, O oh Lord, hear our prayer. As we close this Zoom service, we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would go with us, keep us, sustain us, 
Thank you, Lord, for all the people that make this service possible. We think of of uh, Joel and uh, and uh, Elaine, Lord, and we ask that you would continue to keep them healthy as well as others and their families. Make them strong and whole. Because we've asked it all in the name of Jesus who cares for us. Amen. Well, I, I want to reiterate um, um, Elaine's uh, little commitment, uh, illumination, if you will. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give in. Don't ever stop trying. Don't ever sell out. If you find yourself succumbing to one of the above for a moment, pick yourself up, brush yourself off, whisper a prayer, and start where you left off, but never, ever give up. Our God is the God who fights our battles for us. Blessed be his name. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to hear from you soon and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.